0: From our Gospel today, the question is raised, who are you? Who are you? And from St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I'm working with the theory that the genesis of most conflict, whether they are domestic, they are national, or international, begins with a lack of self-awareness. We seem to be living in an era where we desire to be the star in our own drama, much to the detriment of what is happening out there in the world. And such a narcissism is so pervasive that it springs up ego conflicts, which manifests in most situations of deep desperate wars. Today we read in the gospel that John the Baptist is asked the question, who are you? What are you about? What is your call in life? And I think to understand that question if we look at the scriptures, we will see that this is a fundamental question that is asked of all people. Who are you? What is your purpose? What are you about? And I think there are many different ways to answer these, this, this fundamental question or these fundamental sets of questions. For example, you have Joseph. Joseph in the Old Testament was the dreamer. He was his father's favorite son, and while his ten siblings were out in the field tending to every single aspect of labor, Joseph is described as lounging back, enjoying his life, and uh, we see that he is the, the, uh, the apple of his father's eye so much that his father makes him a beautiful coat. Now, Joseph, wears this beautiful coat, flaunts his status as the favored son in front of his brothers. Lack of self-awareness right there. Well, if that weren't bad, at breakfast one day, he tells his brothers about this dream that he had. That one day, they will be bowing down to him, and he will be exalted. Even his dad, who was listening to that conversation over breakfast, was bemused, befuddled, and truly said, Joseph, you lack self-awareness. Think about that. Now you contrast that with You know, um, a few years later, Moses, who left the royal court of Pharaoh, he was a prince, and enters into the wilderness. And he begins a new life. And in the midst of this new life, he's happy because, one, he gets along with his father-in-law, and that's the key to any successful marriage. And his wife loves him, He's living life, and then he goes up on the mountain and he hears this revelation that he is supposed to go back to the court of Pharaoh to advocate for a group of enslaved people who happen to be his own people. Now Moses is there recalling all that he's left behind. The wonderful training in rhetoric and philosophy, in being erudite. And he tells God, God, I have my limitations. I don't think I'll be able to speak. What does God do? God gives him a partner. A guy named Aaron, who will speak for him. But Moses is called to lead. You know, that aspect of Moses' self-awareness, knowing his call, yet recognizing his limitations, is a beautiful, beautiful story about self-awareness. You know, that term has become such a buzzword in management and leadership books. Even before Daniel Goldman's seminal work on emotional intelligence, self-awareness has made the rounds. But I think self-awareness is actually fundamentally scriptural. From Scripture, self-awareness is rooted in the fact that our bodies, our flesh, our mind, and soul are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we acknowledge this through baptism. And self-awareness is become, it's about becoming more and more aware of the power of the Holy Spirit, relying upon the Holy Spirit to do the work in the collect, you know, that the collect talks about, stir up in our minds actions that reflect the love of God and the will of God in our lives. That's what self-awareness is. It's fundamentally our ultimate dependence on God as well as a recognition of the impact that such awareness makes on the world. In the language of the Harvard Business Review, it's both an internal and external awareness of our impact on others and impact in the world. So that's why the question raised to John the Baptist in the Gospel today is poignant. Who are you? Who are you? Now John is confronted with this question. And in that question, he has to ask himself in a matter of seconds before giving an answer Who am I? Is he, am I the Messiah? John recognizes that he is not the Messiah. Am I Elijah or the prophet who just mysteriously ascended up to heaven? John answers, no. My call, and here's the self-awareness piece, my call is to actually prepare the way for the anointed one, the Messiah. For you see, I am not God, but I am a child of God, and I do the work that God has sent Set before me. And that work is to prepare the world to receive the Anointed One, or the one that the book of Isaiah talks about in the first lesson. The one who is to come, who sets free the oppressed, who heals the brokenhearted, who proclaims liberty to the captives, who builds up ancient ruins. That's not my call, but my call is to prepare for the one who is to come. That's why John, in a moment of self-awareness says, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the path of the Lord. For my role is not to save you or to save other people. Rather, my role is to set the stage and recognize for you to recognize the good news in Jesus Christ. John the Baptist is able to do this because he proclaims a fundamental truth about his humanity and our humanity. He says, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. What a beautiful statement. In the midst of this culture of narcissism, of a lack of self-awareness and a lack of self-differentiation to recognize that we are not worthy in and of ourselves to do anything. Only God can make us, give us the capacity to do anything and everything for the glory of God, which is basically to prepare the way of God's coming reign on this earth. Beloved, Advent is a time of yearning, longing, and awaiting. We await the coming King. As a community and as individuals, it's important that we take this opportunity of rest and respite to assess and restock in our lives. To ask the question, who are we? What are we about? This Advent takes stock of your life offer yourselves up to God. We can only do that if we recognize that we are fundamentally God's children. You no know, sense of unworthiness is not beating yourself up all the time. That's not what what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that God can use all of you in different ways. One way could be by offering a smile to other people, by welcoming other people. Some of you are called to to change the world in different ways. That's good. We do that with the awareness that we are not doing this. But God, who loves us, is working through us. May these words continue to guide us this Advent. Amen.